In 2016, Business Insider headlines saying 10 million self-driving cars will be on the road by 2020. Those declarations were accompanied by announcements from General Motors, Google, Toyota, and Honda that they'd be making self-driving cars by 2020 as well. And the self-driving car industry certainly will have a small market, they said, but they were shocked when they released a survey to learn what people thought about self-driving cars and the experience that came with them. They made an amazing and detrimental discovery, and that was simply this. People still love driving cars. Well, that's a bummer for the self-driving car industry, is it not? 59% of people said that driving is a form of stress relief. 61% said it's often a positive emotional experience. 70% of respondents considered driving as time for myself. And 79% of all respondents from all generations are still passionate about driving. 81% said learning to drive a car is a rite of passage worth preserving. And 85% said it's an important part of American culture. Yeah, the self-driving car industry, during their excitement for the new way of driving, they discovered that 85% of people said that they want to drive the car themselves. Because sometimes the old way is the best way. Sometimes the old path is better. Not everything that's bigger, shinier, and brighter is always better. Jeremiah was called the weeping prophet because he watched a generation fall away from God. And they wouldn't listen to what the Lord was trying to tell them. Jeremiah 6 and 16, which is going to be our context that we're speaking from today, says, Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways, and see, and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein. Guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Noteworthy Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about walking an old path into a new year. Because the key to a great new year is not a new way, it's not a new plan. No, these ways are ancient paths that have been around since the beginning of time when God created this beautiful world. If you stick around, we're going to talk about it because these old paths are going to lead you into an incredible new year. Guys, I'm your host, Nathan French. I'm so excited and honored that you've tuned into the podcast today. It's going to be an exciting time and a noteworthy conversation. Let's go. Happy New Year, everybody. You made it. Can we take just a a moment to celebrate that? Hey, 
You made it. You made it through the longest year in history, 2020. I don't know about you, but I believe that God has incredible things for the church in this hour. That this last generation is going to be an amazing apostolic generation that's going to rise up and reach the world with boldness and with unity. In Jesus' name, I believe that. But thank you for taking this journey with me. You know, we've, we've entered into an exciting new year, and I am excited about what it holds. If my voice sounds a little tired today, well, it's because it is. It's been a busy week and just came off of an amazing uh, conference, uh, and my voice is a little bit tired, so bear with me, but I'm excited to get to spend time with you today as you drive or, uh, or headed to work, whatever the case may be. Now, where do I begin? Let's talk about Mario for a moment, shall we? Hmm. Mario. You say, Nathan, what are you talking about? What does Mario have to do with anything when it comes to walking an old path into a new year? Well, you have to understand that I'm a dad, and uh, our son, Judah, which is three years old, um, just got a Nintendo Switch, and he is obsessed with Mario. But not me. No, I'm a grown man. I'm 29 years old. I don't play video games. No, no, I'm just kidding. I do. I do. I play Mario with Judah, and he has a great time, and it's so worth it because I love seeing him have a good time. If you don't know Mario, he's a video game character, and uh, he's the little uh, Italian guy with a mustache that wears a red hat. Sound familiar? Well, new video games come out every day. But listen to this statistic. As Nintendo's primary mascot, Mario is widely considered to be the most famous video game character in history and has been called an icon of the gaming industry. The Mario series of video games has sold more than 510 million copies, making it the best-selling video game franchise of all time. And Mario was created in 1981. You say, Nathan, what are you talking about? I'm saying, even though new stuff comes out every day, Everybody still wants to play Mario because sometimes the old way is better. And that's what I want to talk to you about today is the old paths. I want to read Jeremiah 6 and 16 one more time for you. It says, Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways and see and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? So I have a question for you. Do you want to have a great year? Let me ask you another question. Do you want to do something for God this year? Do you want to make a difference in His kingdom? Do you want to see your family saved? Do you want to teach Bible studies? Do you want to go deeper into the things of God? While everyone is setting New Year's resolutions and, and all the new ways and and listen, I, I love the new things. I love, I love that the church has taken the initiative and we're online and we're streaming our services on Facebook. And I love all of the new exciting things and technology that we're using to reach the world. The church should be doing that. But I've got a newsflash for somebody. Notification 
popped up on your phone right now, you need to read it. And that notification is this podcast telling you that if you want to walk into a new year and have a great new year, you're going to have to walk some old paths to get to that destination. I'm telling you, there are some old paths. They're worn. You can see the footprints of our elders there. This path isn't the popular way. It's not the easy path. Matter of fact, it's much harder. There are hills and valleys. There are highs and lows. Not everyone will reach their potential and do everything that God has called them to do this year because not everyone will be willing to take this route. And so today I want to walk us through some old paths that still work when walking your way into a new year and a better relationship with Jesus Christ. Because sometimes the old way is the best way. Number one, prayer is an old path into a new joy in your relationship with Jesus Christ. You want to go to the next level this year? You want to see God use you in ways that he's never used you before? It's not a new way. I don't have any new breaking technology to share with you, to tell you how you're going to do it this year. It's in, because it's an old way. It's an old path. Prayer is an old path that still works to have new things in Jesus Christ. It's as old as Adam and Eve. Genesis 3 and 8, And they heard the voice of the Lord. And God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. The Bible tells us that Adam and God would talk and walk with each other in the garden during the cool of the day. God created us to have a relationship with him. He desires to speak to us. And he desires for us to speak to him. For those of you that don't know, I'm a youth pastor here in the Atlanta area. And if there is one thing that I have tried to challenge my students to do in the last year, take time every single day to talk to the Lord. I'm telling you, it's, it's not a new plan. There's not going to be a new way that's going to get you closer to the Lord. There's not going to be a new way to be anointed. I need somebody to hear me right now. You you want to be anointed? I really... I can't tell you how many people come up to me and say, I want to be used by God. I want the Lord to use me. Well, that's a dangerous prayer to pray because when you say, if you can use anything, Lord, use me, he answers that. And God says, okay, you want to be used by me. You want to be anointed. What are you willing to sacrifice? Are you willing to pray? Will you pray 10 minutes a day? Will you pray 15 minutes a day? Will you pray an hour a day? Will you take the time to hear the heartbeat of God so you can communicate it to his people? Prayer is an old plan into a new anointing. And prayer will absolutely 
change your life. You want to have the greatest year you've ever had? Take time every single morning to pray. Don't wait until the evening because you're going to have battles that you're going to fight that day and you're going to need to be prayed up and ready for them as they come along. I'm going to read Luke 21 and 36 in just a moment, but I want to challenge you, for those of you that are listening, I want to give you a prayer challenge for 2021. And it may be simple, and it may sound so simple that it's almost silly, but I'm telling you it's going to help you. Every day, and preferably in the morning if you can, and that may mean you need to get up a little earlier than you like to get up. And I know I'm not a morning person, trust me, I get it, it's not easy. But set a timer on your phone for 15 minutes. Call it your breakthrough timer. And that's going to be the time that it takes to kill out your flesh and start to feel the presence of God. I'm telling you, if you can break past that 15-minute mark, there's going to be something special. There's going to be a new dimension that you'll break into where you're no longer praying in the flesh, but you can begin to pray in the Spirit. And I want you to call that your breakthrough timer. And I want you to leave it on your phone and set it every day. And when it rings, when the timer goes off, put a note there that says breakthrough. <laughs> I want, some of y'all think I'm kidding. I'm being for real. And when you see that notification that says breakthrough, I want it to be a reminder for you that you broke through into something in the spirit today that's going to help you be everything that God called you to be. Do you need to pray longer than 15 minutes? Well, absolutely, if you can. But you should be praying at least 15 minutes in the morning. If you can commit yourself to that, then you can commit yourselves to 30 and 45 or an hour. But you have to start somewhere. Look, Luke 21 and 36 says, Watch ye therefore and pray always. Why? Because that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and stand before the Son of Man. One thing that I like to do when I pray is I put my phone on airplane mode so that I'm not getting notifications from social media and text messages while I pray. That will change your life. It's an old path into a new life with Jesus Christ. The second path is Bible reading. Reading your Bible is an old path that still works. Hebrews 4 and 12 says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. You know, the Bible doesn't get outdated. The culture doesn't have any new problems that the Bible just can't help us get through. The Word of God is always applicable to your life and to the culture that you find yourself standing in. Your current situation is not something that cannot be addressed in the Word of God. You can find it in His Word, and it can speak to your life. You know, the church in Berea studied the scriptures in Acts chapter 17 and verse 10. Get this, I love this scripture. It says, And the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night unto Berea, who coming thither went into the synagogue of the Jews. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica, 
and in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. Get this. Therefore many of them believed also of honorable women which were Greeks and of men not a few. Why was the church in Berea more noble than those in Thessalonica? What was it about the church in Berea that was able to hear the word of the Lord and do the word of the Lord? Remember that scripture that says we need to be doers of the word and not just hearers of it? We need to actually live it out? Well, why is Berea able to apply it to their lives? I'm going to tell you why. It says because they searched the scriptures daily. Because they were in the word of God every day, it said they had readiness of mind. I need somebody to hear me. Those three words will change 2021 for you. Readiness of mind. What was it that brought them to a, a state of mind? You you want peace in the upper room, in the upstairs of your life? You want peace in your mind? Get in the word of God. It's an old path into a new year. Now for point three, y'all are about to get so excited. I'm telling you, if I were preaching at a rally right now, you would be about to run the aisles on point number three. Are you ready? Fasting is an old path into a great new year. (laughs) Does fasting excite you? Do you enjoy fasting? Of course not. That's the whole point of fasting. Fasting is something that our flesh hates. If you're one of those people that say you love to fast, you're lying. <laughs> Can we just be real for a second? Nobody loves to not eat. I mean, who who woke up that day? Mm, I'd love to not eat today. Mm, yeah, it's going to be a great day. No. Fasting is hard. Fasting fights our flesh. And that's why it's so important. And that's why it's an old path that must be walked to take us into the potential that God has for us. Something needs to be fighting our flesh. I'm not going to linger on this point very long, but I do want to say this. Fasting not only helps you find God's favor, it changes your opinion of yourself so you can better see God. It's in your weakness that you are made strong. And when you can see your mortality and your humanity, then you can see your need for a Savior. It draws you closer to Jesus by dying out to your flesh. Paul said, I die daily. Certain devils can only be cast out by people who pray and fast. Matthew 17 and 21 it says, Howbeit this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. Part time Christians cannot defeat full time devils. Daniel was known for fasting, and he was such a good example of fasting, even the lions decided to go on a fast when he was thrown into the lion's den, because fasting shuts the mouth of lions. The fourth old path into a new year 
and, and this is a very important point. Now, this won't be a, a popular point at the moment because here we are coming out of 2020, and let me go ahead and clarify. I agree with everybody that says that 2020 taught us, right, that the church is not about buildings, and it's it, it it's not about that. Of course, I, I agree with that. We are the temple of God. But I've also seen people abuse this and almost act as though the church as a whole does not matter anymore. And this is where you're wading into dangerous, deep waters that if you fall down too deep, you're not going to be able to get back up again. My fourth point is assembling together to have church. Now, I know this is controversial right now, you know, and maybe your church isn't assembling together. I'm, I'm not talking about if there's an outbreak of COVID at your church, and I'm not saying don't listen to your pastor. You have a shepherd over your life that's going to lead you and guide you based on where you live and your city and your church and your culture. Okay, so now that I've clarified all that, let me say this. The church still works. And is God's plan for the children of God to reach the lost and maintain the saints. The church is designed to reach the lost and maintain the saints. Hebrews 10 and 23 says, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Remember that during COVID, let us consider one another. I'm going to say it again. Let us consider one another. Be respectful of your brother and your sister and their fears and their situation. But Hebrews 10 and 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some but exhorting one another and so much the more and ye see the day approaching. Hebrews literally tells us to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. I am thankful for online conferences and I am thankful for online church and I'm thankful to be a part of the United Pentecostal Church International that has handled this crisis with excellence in reaching a, a lost and dying world in the midst of a crazy pandemic. But I need somebody to hear me, even though I'm thankful for all these things. In-person church assembling together cannot be replicated. Online church is a good thing, but it is not a substitution for what God does when we gather together. I want to give a shout out to those people that have put on your suit and tie and sat on your couch and watched the online service and worshiped. And I think that's incredible. But there's far too many people out there eating their breakfast. And listen, I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir. You better believe I've done it. If you went through 2020 and didn't watch a church service in your pajamas, then you didn't go through 2020. <laughs> We've all seen some church services in our pajamas this last year. But at some point, we've got to move past pajama church and get into praise church. 
Whew, somebody hear me right now. You need to get past sitting in your house in your pajamas and you need to get yourself to the house of God and wear a mask if you need to, but assemble together with the people of God. And I'm telling you, when you begin to worship in one mind and in one accord, something begins to happen that cannot be replicated. Why? Because it's God's plan. It's God's idea. We didn't think this up. Jesus founded this thing. And because it's founded on a rock, it's going to work until he comes back and gets us and takes us home. Forsake not the assembling of ourselves together. Well, I'm getting a little excited. Matthew 16 and 18 says, And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Hear me right now when I tell you that the devil cannot stop the church. If we will make up our mind that we're going to be the church and we're going to be apostolic, there is nothing that the devil can do about it. Acts 2 and 46 says, And they, continuing daily in one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Acts 2 and 47 says they were praising God. God and having favor with all the people and the Lord added to the church daily as much as should be saved. There are people that should be saved if we will be the church. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. The church where I serve is over 50 years old. It's an old path. It's an old path. And every time I walk into that building, I can feel a sweet new presence of God. His mercies are new every morning, every day, every Sunday, every Wednesday, every prayer meeting. I can walk into that old path. The way is worn. Some of the paint's worn off the walls. There's, there's, there's rough spots on the, on the carpet. The, the fellowship hall can get kind of dirty and we have to sweep it up and, and clean it again and, and clean it again and then we'll meet again and then we clean it and we meet again. It's an old path, but you know why we keep going to that old path? Because his mercies are new every day. It's an old path into the new mercies of God. The final path is a beautiful one. Worship. Worship is an old path into a bright new year. I want to share a story with you from Second Chronicles. It's a story about King Jehoshaphat and, and the people of Judah. The children of Ammon and Moab were coming against the people of Judah, and the king told them, to fast and pray. And he appointed singers and musicians. Now keep in mind, here you have King Jehoshaphat and you have an army. The, the children of Ammon and Moab uh, are coming against him. They've got their swords ready. They've got their spears ready. They've got their shields ready. And surely the king would say, we need a, a, a new way. Get our warriors, get our swords, sharpen our spears. But the king knew that if he was going to have a new victory, he was going to have to go back 
to some old paths. So the king told him, he said, fast, pray, and appoint singers and musicians. And the people are afraid. They're not sure if they're going to live or die. And all of a sudden, this guy named Jehaziel stands up and he speaks out. He says, hey, the battle is not yours, but God's. And something began to shift in the atmosphere when the prophet began to speak faith and people began to worship. And when people began to worship, everything changed. I'm going to read this passage of scripture quickly for you because there's no way that I can articulate this better than the word of God. Second Chronicles 20 and 21. Keep in mind, they're, they're, they're in battle and they're praying and they're singing It says, And when they had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, that they should praise the beauty of holiness, as they went out before the army, and to say, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endureth forever. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord sent ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy another. And when Judah came toward the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked unto the multitude, and behold, there were dead bodies fallen to the earth, and none escaped. When they began to worship, Instead of fight, their enemies turned on each other and began to slay each other. And just like Jehaziel said, the battle was not theirs, but the Lord's. Some of you have been fighting battles that are not yours because you're not walking down an old path. You say, what are you talking about? I say, when you walk into a church service and you can't lift your hands or you won't lift your voice or you won't praise God, well, now you're fighting battles that you don't have to fight because there are enemies coming against you in the spirit that would literally turn on each other if you would begin to worship and sing and fast and praise God. Praise is an old weapon that you can fight new battles with. It's an old weapon, but you can beat new battles. When you don't feel like praising, just keep walking that old path and praise Him anyways. Worship is an old path that leads to new victories. Well, guys, I feel so privileged and honored to have get to spend some time with you right here at the beginning of this new year. And I want to challenge you to have the greatest year you've ever had. Dedicate yourself to the Lord more than you ever have. Dedicate yourself to worship, prayer, and fasting. Be faithful to the assembling of church when you can. And when when your pastor tells you it's time to assemble, make sure that you're listening to your pastor. Make sure that you're dedicating yourself to reading your Bible and praying every single day. I'm closing out with this. I promise I'm done. I was just uh, at a conference and I heard Brother Wayne Huntley preach and he's one of my heroes, one of my favorite ministers of the gospel. 
And he said something so powerful that I wanted to share with you. He said, you can quarantine the saints, but you can't quarantine the wind. It goes where it listeth. The Spirit of God has been moving throughout this entire last year. And even though the devil may have tried to convince you that you've taken a step back and that somehow the kingdom of hell is being advanced and the kingdom of heaven is being pushed back, I want to remind you that the devil is a liar and that the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. So friends, look down the road. Look at that old dirt path. It's old. It's not always the prettiest path certainly not the easy way but if you walk those old paths you're going to walk into the greatest blessing and new year that you've ever experienced in your entire life would you pray with me Jesus we come before you right now believing you and trusting you for the greatest year we've ever had I pray that you would touch our local assemblies and our districts Lord touch the national ministries of the United Pentecostal Church touch global missions of God and I pray Lord that we would see more people born again than ever before I pray that you would touch our country Lord we're, we're living in a country that's broken and hurting and confused that no political party can help us only you can help us Jesus and so we come before you trusting you and believing you with faith God I, I pray for those that don't have a lot of faith right now and Lord, I pray that you would remind them that they don't need a whole lot of faith to move mountains. Just use what they've got. And so, God, we worship you. We give you all the glory and the honor. I pray you bless every listener as they're driving or jogging or walking, listening through their AirPods. Just be with them today. We give you all the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. It's going to be an incredible year got a lot of exciting guests lined up if you're not already be sure to go follow the podcast on instagram at podcast noteworthy you can send me a direct message through that account or you can email me at nathan and rachel music at gmail.com i'd love to hear from you if you have any topics or guests that you would like to hear about this year maybe we could make that happen for you i love you all and it's a privilege and honor to get to be a part of your day today.